let me set the backdrop of what we're going to discuss today. Dr. Monroe taught us, for any of you that have read his materials, he has been a phenomenal mentor, master teacher, spiritual father, he and Pastor Ruth. And what they would say in times like these, discussing family, is the family is the oldest human institution, mm -hmm. and you and your government cannot improve upon it. Why? Because it's not a United States idea, but a God idea. God has laid out the structure and the model of what it takes to start a family. And it's clear, and it will never change, because when he spoke, it was law. He said, let a man and a woman come together. And that is the foundation of the beginning of family. So in our social crises all over the nation, the world, the universe, things like divorce, social abuses, suicide, foster care, violence, prison, sex trafficking, stolen identity, adultery, fornication, that's sex outside of marriage, STDs, child abuse, drug abuse, alcohol abuse, gangs, gender confusion, all of these things can be traced back because we, as human beings, have tried to adjust the original idea for the family. Therefore, we are suffering all of these social illnesses. We looked, just took a clip uh, from uh, just a Google. How about Nebraska? Do you know what the, how many divorces took place in 2019 in Nebraska? 91,428 couples living in Nebraska over the age of 15 mm -hmm. divorced. In comparison, hold on to your weave. In comparison to, in, in 2020 right now, right now, how many months? We haven't even been two months yet, clearly, right? We're already, they have documentation in America, in America, there's already 28,339, 199,000 people that have submitted divorce decrees. Getting back to Nebraska, you know the highest cities in our state? You're gonna be surprised. Scott's Bluff is number one. Two, Beatrice. Three, Ralston. Just because you got money don't mean you're happy. <laughs> North Platte. And then La Vista, Hastings, Blair, and Fremont. Look it up yourself. You better know where you are. Foster care in, in Nebraska right now. We have over 6,231 children in foster care. I'm telling you this because this stuff sets the backdrop for what pastor is going to share with us today. 6,231 kids in foster care in Nebraska. 913 of those children are waiting, hoping, and praying somebody would 
show some love and adopt them. All of these dysfunctions and social illnesses, social ills can be traced back to the breakdown of what? Family. So goes the family, so goes our nation, so is the world. Family is the key to healthy societies. There are no government programs, I don't care how many dollars they throw into welfare and all these things that can fix human behavior. Our government is not the solution, but for many reasons, our government really are, they're the problem. Because their strategy is to use money and funds to actually separate. You know I'm telling the truth. So we're saying, God called you to be parents, not the state. Get these systems that are contrary to the word of God out of your house. You do it. You stop accepting those checks. Whatever it is, think about it. Selah. Why is our government so corrupt? You wonder? Look at any politician, any government, whatever, and trace it back to their family. You might be surprised. The Jewish community places family over everything. And family, to us, the original idea is the only survival for mankind, or we're going to self-destruct. Thank you. Selah, think on those things. As Pastor and I dive into a couple of points this morning, asking us, let's stay together. Okay. So uh, we want to read from Mark 3.25. Mark 3.25. Mark 3.25. And put at the top of your notes, number one, work hard to keep your family together. Put at the top of your notes there, the title for today is Let's Stay Together. But number one, write down, work hard to keep your family together. Amen. Work hard. Just a little feedback up here, guys. Work hard to keep your family together, right? So Mark 3, 25 says, let's read it together. <clears throat> and if a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. Now, it may seem redundant. It may seem redundant, and I just want to say good morning to especially our, our folks who are over 60 years old. We're so blessed to have you with us here at Ambassadors Worship Center. You're our rock, and you teach us so many things. Amen. We so honor you. I, I just see our, I see our elders, our elders who are here watching over us and shaking their heads. Amen. Thank you for sticking with us, all right? Um, uh, a house divided against itself. It may seem redundant. Some scriptures write it, a house divided cannot stand. Mm -hmm. But this is the true meaning of the verse when Jesus was talking. There is a way to divide yourself against yourself. Yes. There are ways to divide your family in such a way that the family becomes an enemy to itself. Mm -hmm. It happens. So now every generation gets worse and worse. Worse, worse and worse instead of better and better. Right. So we have to learn how. We have to learn the principles on putting families together. Yes. And we have to put those principles into practice. 
Because that's where the true anointing and the true wealth and the true everything, happiness comes when we know and we understand this. So that's the scripture we're going to use as a backdrop today. Number two, number two, I want you to write this down. I said it last week, but I want to talk about it a little bit today. I said last week, uh, maybe you've never seen what a real family looks like. I know I know it was very difficult for me growing up where I grew up and growing up in the situation I grew up in as a young boy without mom and dad. I was really hungry to figure out what family was. And someone asked me the other day, where did you, where did you get your view of family? There were some great families in my church. Um, uh, there were great families in my school, teachers and everything, but I sort of pushed my way into where families were together, where mom yes. and dad was in the house so I could know what it was like. I would go to my friend's house and say, I'm spending the night. They said, you didn't call us. I said, I don't know. I'm, I'm spending the night. I want to sleep in a house tonight where a daddy is here. I want to know what that's like to hear a man say, did I tell you to go to bed? Because I didn't get that in my house. I want to yes. know what it felt like. And one night, one of my friends got in trouble, and I was with him. We shouldn't have been out that late. And uh, we're supposed to come on when the street lights come on. You know, he's supposed to be in the house. So when we got there, he was so mad at his son. He says, listen, I'm telling you, you need to be home in the street. Well, Dad, he started talking back to his dad. And I'm there. I'm about three years younger than him. And I'm listening. to His daddy whipped him in front of me. And I found myself being jealous that he was being disciplined. <laughs> that was, it was a weird feeling. I'm like, he is, he loves his son so much that he is disciplined. Whether you believe in spanking or not, that wasn't the thing. The thing was, he cared enough about his son to spank him. And then he said, Martin, were you with him? Yes, sir. He said, come over here. He whooped me too. <laughs> he said, I know your sister, and she told you to be at home when the, when the light, so I'm going to whip you too. How many of y'all got whipped by your neighbors? See, you can't touch nobody's kid today. You know, you can't touch somebody's child. But I didn't know what it looked like, so I wanted to know what it felt like to be in a house where everybody was there. Yes, you know, you yes. get what I'm saying? And then when I didn't see it in houses, shoot, I had to watch John Wayne. Y'all ever see John Wayne and McClintock? Y'all don't even know John Wayne. No. McClintock, John Wayne, somebody stole his grandson and Woo. took him into ransom. Y'all need to go watch this old black and white movie. John Wayne said, what? They got my grandboy? John Wayne hooked up everybody, everybody who worked Lock for him. Everybody has some guns. They had everything. John Wayne said, I'm going to get my grandson. I mean, it's like 20 <laughs> against 300. He said, I'm going to go get him. He didn't pay him a dime and killed them all. I said, whoa, that felt great. Okay, y'all ever know Bonanza? Y'all know Ben Cartwright? Little Joe. Little Joe oh would always God. be in trouble. Little Joe with that green jacket. And, 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 and. Oh. Yay. Okay. See, last time I was up here, you told everybody you was in love with Sean, Sean Connery. Sean. Now it's Ooh. Little Joe. So little, my heart. So yes. Little Joe would always get in trouble. What, what would Ben say? Little Joe, get in the house. <laughs> little Joe, get in the house. But Pop, I said, get in the house. And then Ben Cartwright would say, what business do you have with my son? Yes. Whatever business you have with my son, now you take it up with me. I said, hot dog, give me a daddy like that. Wow. But it wasn't in my house. Mm. Mm. Wasn't in my house. Yes, yes. So the men and the women in the room, and you don't know what this is like to have it in your house and grow up with it. The few things we have to say today is not an indictment against you, Amen. your upbringing. It's just the way it should have been for us. 
Yes. Right? And for those of us who have children now, we need to understand the power in going back to some of this old stuff we're getting ready to talk about. Does that make sense? All right. And this Good. old stuff is the original manuscript for families. Yep. So we want to make sure that our minds, because, you know, we got to scrape this, these concepts, this erroneous thinking that's been passed down intentionally and unintentionally. Mm -hmm. And because of media and the movies and the songs and the videos that we watch, they have rewritten the definition of family. So we have tolerances that as believers, people that say we love God, they come to church, that we are now have embraced with a sensitivity that is really against the word of God. I was, uh, and we just have a few points to share with you, but I was talking to a, I was talking to a man uh, a month or so ago, and his son, was, his son was struggling trying to figure out who he was. And, uh, and how he wanted to live his life. People can say sexual orientation. I think that's the symptom of something bigger. Yeah. But I want to I explain this to you, and this is what you have to understand. You, are you should never be ashamed of your children. Never. <clears throat> because the moment you become ashamed of what they're struggling with, somebody, somebody's going to celebrate them. In, in light of what you said, he said he's, he, this quote is really famous. He said, it is easier to build strong children than to repair broken men. And we know for a fact, in America alone, our men are broken. Some sectors more than others. So we need to do everything mothers, aunts, grandmas, wives, in our power to nurture to love, and to restore our men back to their rightful places. Single moms, as my husband has forewarned me over and over, raising a boy, firstborn. You don't raise boys the way you raise girls. They're different. And you cannot be nagging these boys down to a nub. And we could really help them as women by not stripping them of their manhood. You can't speak to them that way. So think about the next time how God, ask God how to address, what tone to use in speaking to a boy. Okay, the number one point we want to cover. You ready? Well, I guess it's number two or three. <laughs> okay. We're talking about the house, what happens in the house. Let's yes. stay together if we can in the house. Let's stay together if we can in any way we can in the house, the yes. same house. Now, your children may be married. I'm not saying make sure they move inside under the same roof, but we're in the same house. We're in yes. the same family. Why? Why should we stay together in the same house? Number one is because the house is where the truth is taught. Mm. The truth is taught in the house. The truth is not taught. I'm sorry, folks. I know you believe in a lot of stuff you hear, but the truth is not taught in our schools. Mm -mm. Name, one, name one course you've taken, those of you with a doctorate degree. 
Name, or those of you who went to high school, name one course you learned and they taught you how to build your family. None of you are raising your hands. Do you have an issue with this? We spend trillions of dollars on public education, college education, but there's never been a course to teach you how to build your family. Not one. Do you know why? Because poverty makes money in our country. Amen. Amen. It's a business. Poverty makes money, and the elite wants you to be impoverished. And the number, way, the number one way to get you impoverished is if you're not with your family. Mm. If I can break the concept of family, eventually I got you in every way. Yes. But I'm going to teach you how to build your family. The house is where it's taught. Here's what Psalms 44.1, just take the notes. 44.1, you can study it later with your family. Listen to what David said. We have heard with our ears, O God, our fathers have told us. Yes. Our fathers have told us what? Keep reading. The deeds you did in their days, in the days of old. In other words, it said, inside our house, my daddy told me of the goodness of God. Yes. My mama taught me, you know, when we were such and so, when this was happening, God stepped. Y'all grandmama ever tell y'all stuff? <laughs> Your mom or your dad say, listen, let me tell you the history of our family. This is what we went through, and this is what God brought us through. Amen. That happens in the house. We never give that to someone else to teach us or to teach our children because those history books you're studying, they make them real thick, but ain't much truth in them. <laughs> they don't even tell the truth about our own country. Yes. Y'all teachers know what I'm talking about. I know. Okay. You, Proverbs 1 and 8 is just in this category. Come on, y'all. We have to tell the truth in the house. Yes. Because it's the only place your children are going to get it. Mm. Here's what Proverbs 1 and 8 says. My son, y'all should read this one. It's so good. Read it out loud. My, My son. son. I mean, you ought to get home and take your son. And, and I watched Pastor Lil do this to her boy. And he says, Mom, I got hair on my face now. Mom, I got hair everywhere, so you don't have to treat me. Don't call me Pookie. She says, come here, Pookie. And she, and she, Do not <clears throat> call him that. Don't call him. Yeah, y'all can't. She can get away with it. Mom, that's no, not who I am. She says, you're my Pookie, and I want to tell you, you better listen to what your mother is telling you. You better listen to what your mother's telling you. And she said to him, you're either going to learn by what I tell you, or you're going to learn by making mistakes. It's a decision that you have to make. But here's what Proverbs 1 and 8 says. Read it out loud. My, My son, son, hear the instructions of your father, father and do, do not, not forsake the law of your mother. You get instructions from your father in the house and you get law from your mama. Because your mama has got law, the instructions from the father. That's how it works. It shouldn't be two lawmakers in the house. So the things that he has spoken to me privately, how are we going to raise this house, this house, the children in this house, you know, all of these things. We, I have to make sure that that's what's played out, executed in the house. And if your house is not here, don't worry about that. This is not, this is not, this is not bad person, right. perfect God. Right. This is God's idea. And as close as we can get back to it, the better our society will be. 
You're going to do the next one where information we got, we is passed on? Or do you got another scripture? I, I just, I would. No, I don't have another scripture. Okay. But I just want to say how much I've learned. He is responsible. If you're a single parent, you are the Godhead represented in the earth for those children. So don't sit in here and think, oh, I don't have a man in the house. God's order can be executed in whatever the form of the family structure you're in. Somebody's got to be labeled and categorized as the head. And I say that because there is so much safety in knowing who's in charge and then governing ourselves accordingly. And I know, American women, we feel like we're equal, shoulder to shoulder. That is not the case because it is not according to the word of God. The father is the head of the house, and you want him to be there, and you want to push him up to that place, yeah. and you want to help him stay in that place. And we're going to honor, we're going to submit, we're going to respect, and we're going to do all of those things to be in right alignment with the Word of God so all of those good things that God has promised will flourish in every room of our house. It takes work. Now, I, so we're not saying, my brother, that you need a weak woman to have a strong family. Amen. Amen. Uh, shoot. If you're in love with a weak woman, don't marry her yet. You need a woman with a voice who can think and who can lead you. In areas. In areas in your life. If you know she's supposed to be strong and she's not strong yet, but you love her, tell her daddy. Yeah, I really love your daughter. She's amazing. But I'm giving her back to you before I propose so that you and mom can work on her a little bit. Now, I'm going to go home, too, to my people. My people. And we're going to work on ourselves. Because for what I'm called to do and be, I need a strong woman. I need a woman every now and then that will say, I know that's what you think we're going to do, but we ain't doing that, Martin. We ain't doing that. I heard from God. We, we ain't doing that. Well, babe, I believe we're supposed to. And what I say at that point is I said, well, then we got to fast and pray. Because I'm hearing something, you're hearing something different. We're going to fast and pray together. Now, I'm telling you now, Linnell, when we get through fasting and praying and we're still different, we're going to do what God told me. <laughs> Amen, preacher. The house is where information is passed on. Put it at the top of your notes. The house is where the information is passed on. And put the word, this word, this gesture, S-H-H-H-H-H. Don't talk to everybody about your family business. Keep that in your house. That's between you and your children, you and your spouse, you and your mom and them, you and your daddy and them. Don't be telling everybody about your business. Because everybody doesn't need to know what you're planning for, wishing for, hoping for, dreaming about. Because there are some people, they don't necessarily hate you. They don't hate you. They hate what you're dreaming about. 
and they can't deal with that happening in your life. Not because of you, but because of them, there's a deficit. So you want to keep information in your house. This is what it says in Genesis 49 and 1. It says, and Jacob now, Jacob was getting ready to die, and he called his sons. He called his sons and said, gather together Mm -hmm. that I may tell you what shall befall you in the last days. Gather together and hear you sons of Jacob and listen to Israel, your father. In the house, you gather your children. You bring your children together in the house. You got to do it before you die. And you need to say, because his next verse was, he talked to Reuben. Reuben, you're the strength of my days. Oh, my God, I feel the anointing on this. Most of the time when people feel the anointing in church, I don't feel it then because I don't just want to be happy here. I don't live sitting in this chair right here. I li- I, I'm in this chair about an hour a week. <laughs> but I got to live my life at my house. Yes. That's where I live my life. And when I start reading stuff like this, I feel the anointing because it's going to help me live my life in at my home. House. He says, listen, let me tell you. Let me tell you, son, you're the strength of my days. Firstborn daughter, you're the strength of my days. There's an anointing on you that's not. He sat with his sons for three days prophesying to them. Wow. In the house. When was the last time you grabbed your little children by the face and just said, let me tell you who you are. This is why I named you this. This is where your name comes from. This is your destiny. This is the, this is the power of your life. I don't give a rip what's happening out there. This is who you are. This is the anointing on your life. That happens in the house. Listen, let me tell you something. No child is ever bullied when they leave the house like this. They don't even see or hear the bully. The bully could be calling them names. The bully could be picking on them. The bully could be pulling their pigtails. But this child don't even hear it because why? Somebody held their hand, their face in their hand before they left the house. And reminded them. And reminded them. You come from a great people. This is what you are. And every time you leave this house... Every all time. of us are leaving this house. When you leave this you house, you are never by yourself. All of us is with Every you when time you go. Anything you encounter. Shoot. Yes. You're not in. You're Hallelujah. not in that lunch line by yourself, sweetheart. Yes. Well, we want you to come swimming with us, Callie. We want you to come swimming. We gonna swim in the third period and go back to class. And now Callie's got to explain. I can't get in the pool. If I get in the pool, this right here. It gonna do something different. Your hair can do that. My hair can't do that. Well, Daddy, they were talking about me today. I said, "What'd you do?" She said, "I went to the library and opened my book. I didn't have to get in the pool and do like they're doing. My hair can't stand all that." I said, "How'd you feel?" She said, "I ain't feel nothing. I ain't feel nothing." She said, "I can go swimming anytime I want to. I just gotta have my mama and a straightening comb there." And mama and daddies, yes. we're just a call away. Grandmas, right. grandmas, and, and grandpas, we're just a call away if you need us Shoot. for backup. Uh-huh, you don't need hey. your friends because they can't help you. They're little like you. They're scared like you. Yeah. But if you get your back against the wall, right. we're just a call away. Because, because we're going to tell you in the house, Yes. sugar lump, there ain't nowhere you can be that I won't come. There is nothing you're in that I won't show up. And I tell you, I'm not going to show up embarrassed. I'm going to show up with my head up and say, where is Is my my baby? Where is my child? That's all I want to know. Yay, God. 
Well, I want to tell you what he did. I don't need to hear what he did. You present him now, and there's going to be some issues up in this place. Yes, sir. Anyway. Hallelujah. Sit down. So you see how that can just this, fuel uh, a child. That's the anointing. Character. Yeah. When you're pulling their little faces in your hands. Yeah, it's in the house. As long as you can. You've got to make time for this. Yeah. Tell them, no, y'all not going to no movie. You're not going to anybody's house. Mama and Sarah. daddy need to talk to you. Yeah. We're going to sit in this house. Yes. We're going to get around the table. Yes. And we're going to turn that television off. Right. And I dare you to bring these cell phones to the table. Yeah. It's time to talk. Yes. And we need to say some things to you, and we need to make sure that that platform is available for them to say some things to us. And then if you do it right, you uh -huh. got other people in your house. We've been here in Nebraska for 30 years Ooh. without family. Praise and there were times God. our children couldn't reach us. Couldn't reach, they couldn't reach us, whether uh -huh. we were overseas or something was going on. So they called, I won't name any names, but they called families in the house. Yes. And the families in the house said, listen, we showing up at school. And sometimes they showed up like we would. <laughs> they said, well, if my, if my pastor was here, he would not like this at all. So I don't like it. <laughs> so where are these children? We, the, everything. It's like you can build your family in such a way that yes. other people know what you stand for. Okay, so, so here's the one I really want you to write down. This is Luke 15, 11, and I got a short story for you. Mm -hmm. Luke 15, 11, th this is about what y'all call the prodigal son. I never called him the prodigal son. Wait. I call him the half of a son. <laughs> He's half of a son. Yes. He's half of a son. This is what he says. What y'all call the prodigal son, he was 30 years old. He came to his father, and he said these words. A certain man had two sons, the younger of them, but he was 30. He wasn't a kid. Yes. He was 30 years old. He came and he said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. In other words, Isaac, Jesus, everybody you read in the Bible, they ever did anything big, they had to be 30. That's the law. That's the law. So this young man came to his father and asked for his portion. Here's the trip. When the father sat down with both sons, which means he had a brother that was already 30 but hadn't done it. The young son says, give me what belongs to me, which is righteous. At 30 years old, you have to pass on your for, pass, pour, a part of your fortune to your 30-year-old. Okay, that's too much. That's too much. You have to give them their portion at that time. Yes. The older brother had not done it. What a shame. The younger brother left with his portion. The older brother stayed without a portion. <laughs> but if you had put them both together, <laughs> you'd have a whole son. Wow. The young son was supposed to ask for his portion, but he was supposed to stay home and say, Father, now that I have my, now portion. That I have my portion, show me how to grow it. Show me how to make this happen. How do I build my family? How do I put all this together? Mm -hmm. He should have stayed home like the older brother, but the older brother should have asked for his portion. Does that make sense at all? So he would have been at home. He could have built a level on top of his dad's house or built next door. Okay, dad, I got my portion. How do I find a wife? How do I invest? Teach me how to invest. Yes. Teach me how to protect what you've given me. Not go away to a foreign land. So it's in the house. You are never too old to, be in the house. to learn from your mom and dad. Well, I tell you what. 
We's going to get married. We about 27. We're going to get married, and we ain't going to see y'all no more. <laughs> we finna go somewhere and put our lives together. Mm -mm. You know what parents should do? Y'all shouldn't be crying and screaming. You, if you have a husband or if you by yourself, you should just fall out on the floor and have a parent temper tantrum. Start and kicking. just laugh until you cry. Laugh so much at that foolishness until you pee on yourself. I mean, make a day of it. That is the most foolish thing Don't ever do any it. person could say to the person you came out of. We're going to go and build our own lives separate from you. Good luck. Because your parents and grandparents, they know that love ain't enough. Nowhere near. <laughs> they know we in love. They know. <laughs> they know that that tank of love is going to wear out. It's going to be empty. They know. So they just be looking at you. You Listen, you need to be around some mature people when the love runs out, when the sex gets old. And you real hungry. And See, she can't cook. Right. She don't even know what a microwave is. And you talking about you in love. Because the last thing you can do is tell her when well, my mama used to cook. Ooh. It's, 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 you, you. Uh, we better move on. Love is not enough. The house, come on. The house. The house is where generational wealth is built. <laughs> mm. The house. You never want to be a separate economy where you from your from. lineage. <laughs> you never want to be a separate economy from your lineage. It's in the house that we learn how. My favorite scripture, you may not see it in here, is Matthew 6, 33. Right? Mm -hmm. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness. And his righteousness and all these things will be added. A wise old man said to me, uh, he said to me, because uh, I'm asking him questions. He said, I'm telling you, he said, I'm telling you, Martin, you will never be rich. He said, you will never be rich because you want to be rich. <laughs> And I'm like, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. He said, your desire to be rich causes money to run from you. You want it too bad. You want it too bad. So I'm, I'm not mad. I'm trying to figure out, well, you rich. Tell me how I do it. He said, this is how you do it. Don't want to be rich. He said, understand the kingdom. He said, the kingdom makes money attracted to you. It makes money find you. It makes, now, I'm not talking about being rich. I'm talking about being wealthy. Wealthy is when you have your relationships, your money, and your health. It'll all run from you if you have the wrong concepts. The next verse is Proverbs 13, 22. Here it is. Here it is. A good man... A good man leaves an inheritance for his grandchildren. But a sinner's wealth 
The wealth of the sinner is stored up for the righteous. That's not a contradiction. Yes. Everything that sinners have really belong to you. They're just a better steward of it. Wow. But a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children, children his grandchildren. My children should have to be responsible for their grandchildren because I am responsible for their children. That's my job. Indictment, please don't accept any handcuffs from anybody. You're not handcuffed. There's nobody, nobody mad at you. This is the way it's supposed to be. And in one generation, you can recover. It doesn't take two or three generations. You can recover in one if you get the right concept. Say children's children. Children's children. Your grandchildren's, your, it's in this room right here. You're sitting next to people that happened to them. Their grandfather paid for their education before they died. Their grandfather left an inheritance for them. I can tell you. I can point them out. I know the testimonies. And when I heard this was happening, I said to Linnell, I said, we can do this. She's like, we can? I said, yes. She said, we're not eating right now, though. We ain't got no money. I said, but we can do this. We can do this in one generation. Yes. But let me tell you, can I tell you this? Y'all yes. better write this down. If, if you are a millionaire, if you are a millionaire, do you know the number one way to no longer be a millionaire? Yell it at me. See, you know. It's called divorce. If you want to kill your fortune, anybody know what I'm talking about? Some of y'all need to lift up all your legs. <laughs> the moment you divorce, you are cutting your wealth by two-thirds. Mm. Y'all say, uh-uh, it's in half. Mm -mm. No, no. You're going to lose a third just in getting divorced. <laughs> just dealing with the children and the house. And everything you got together. Them lawyers are going to take all that money. Then you got two-thirds left. <laughs> That's what you're going to divide. If there's anything. I have friends that stay in the house with their friend. They're no longer married. I mean, they're, they're, no, they're not divorced, but they're no longer in love. And I'm like, why are y'all doing this? Well, it's money. We want to keep our money and we want to give it to our children. Now, I'm not telling you to do that. I'm just saying <laughs> that people pay attention to this kind of stuff as they're building their family. Are we okay? Y'all yeah. look like you're getting bored on me. So, how many of you want to leave an inheritance for your children? Yes. I do. It is the will of God. And, and really, it's one, one money decision after the other. Yep. Leaving these purple chairs today is what we had to do. When we got an understanding of what the Word of God had promised and that we had to work the Word of God Act on it. because we didn't have grandparents and parents that left all of these uh, cushions of money for us, we had to start after we heard the Word and that there was an avenue to move out of poverty poverty mentality into a new dispensation of thinking. 
So we have, you have to do this practically. Every money decision from this day forward is an indicator of how you will position yourselves to be a, a partaker of this promise. You cannot overspend and make less. I don't care what color you are, what classification of employment you are, you can be an executive. If you're spending more money than you are keeping, you are never going to be wealthy. And wealthy doesn't mean rich. I want to be wealthy. I want to be able to do all things at all time whenever the need arises. Rich sometimes can be temporal. It can. It comes fast, like playing the lottery or whatever you guys do. Deuteronomy 28, 12. Yeah. <laughs> the Lord. Here's the, prof here's the prophecy I want you to say over your family every day. Yes. Every day. Yes. Say this to <laughs> your family. Okay? Say to your family, the Lord will open to you his good treasure, the heavens, to give rain in your land in, in its season, and to bless all the work of your hand. You, my son, you will lend to many nations, to many nations, but you shall not, but you shall not, not borrow. borrow. <laughs> Say that blessing over your family, over your businesses. I mean, over the jalopy rusting out in the driveway. It don't matter. Talk to everything you own. Everything. And say you're going to lend and not borrow. There's coming a day in your life that you will be the financer of many dreams. You will be the financer yes. of businesses. Yes. You, you will be able to pay for someone to start something. You will be the investor. I know now you can't get a loan, but there's a day coming where it's you coming. will be the lender. Yes. You will be able to render justice on people's lives. Yes. When all the doors are shut for yes. them, yes, Lord. they're going to be able to come to you, In the name of and Jesus. you will be able to open Glory. your bowels and say, yes, you have God. come to a king in the earth. I'm a queen in the earth. Yes, God. I can do whatever God wants me Hallelujah. to do. I can finance yes. your dreams. You don't have to walk away. You're standing in front of a woman that can write a big yes. check. Glory. Glory. Hey, glory. This is the stuff I want to shout on. Hallelujah. Okay. I don't know about you, but I got tired of being anointed but broke. I got tired of wanting to do things for my family, but I could pray in tongues. I said, God, if these two can't go together, I don't know if I want any of it. I don't want to serve a God that can't make me wealthy. Yes, sir. Glory. Going to heaven broke to me is trash. Mm. Mm. Teach, man. 
Glory oh, to God. you want to be rich? Yes! Yes! <laughs> I want to have money I can give away. I want to have money I don't have to think about. Glory. Uh. I want to write checks and not have to wonder if they're going to bounce. My God. I want to pay off somebody's house. I want to pay for somebody's school. Me too. I want to open a school In myself. The name of Jesus. I want to have a hundred houses so that if you need to rent something at a good price, you yes. can come to me. I want to be in the position that when God asks me for something, I can give it to him. Yes, I want to be my children's hero. I want to be my children's hero. I want when they get in trouble, whether they have children or not, I want them to come find Papa. Let's go see Papa. We need some money. Let's Big go Daddy. see Papa and Nana and Grandma and Auntie. See, that's why you're going to be wealthy. I am I, wealthy. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just telling you. I'm yes. Not, I'm, not, I'm not arguing with you. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm not arguing with you. But yeah. uh, a lot of us. Y'all sit down. We're almost there. A lot of us <laughs> are not wealthy because we're selfish. Will you please help me? What you do? A lot of us are not wealthy because you're selfish. You want stuff so you can show other people they don't have stuff. You want it for the wrong reason. I got tired of looking at the roaches yes. in my parents' house. Come on. Clean. My mom used yeah. Clorox yeah. to clean. clean everything. But when you're in poverty and everybody else around you is yes. in poverty, we cleaned our house from the floor to the ceiling. Yes. But when the roaches come left out at two in the morning, house, they went over there to that house. Yep. And in the community hear of Roach saying. Motel, yes. they just migrate back and forth. From one house to another. You understand? Because just because we wanted to be able to give and to be a blessing, we, we were just like, God, we've been serving you all the days of our lives. Mom and them chose salvation for us. You know what I'm saying? And we've been telling people how much we love you, can't get in, do PE, tell about we saved. And here we are, we're broke. Why ain't we got nothing? I'm talking about how good you are. I got to know you got to be good to me. So when we change and shift our mind, uh, we don't want money just to, you know, like these, let it rain, let it rain. I, you know what? I don't want to do all that. I want to help my grandma. I want to I help these, these seasoned elderly women that have told me how to dress, what to put on, what to take off, how to love my man, how to be a good mother. I want to give them some things they didn't work for. I don't want to see them waiting on the welfare check and the Medicare check. Come on. I don't want them. Listen, listen. I want to be, listen to me. I want to be the answer to a fixed income. I'll fix your income, all right? I want your income to be pressed down, shaken together, and running over, honey. waiting for some insurance company to tell you where you can live. We serve a king. That's more than enough. I want to pick up the tab. Yep. Oprah ain't got nothing on me. I'm full of the Holy Ghost. And the 
word of God, I got word for you too. He said, if your soul prosper, if your spirit prosper, so shall it be in your pocket. Hallelujah. Listen. My God. Mm. I want to help Maddie. Yes. I want to help AJ. I want to show these kids something that I wish somebody could have come through my little church. You ain't got to get out there and bang your body up in in these football scholarships. If you get hurt, what's going to happen? Everything will stop. I want to show them how to flourish in God. 